men is somewhat mobile. When we drop data, it's not anecdotal. Talking to ladies, mobile trends with highlighting the surges and descends, yeah. This is an original series from Aptopia. The intelligence provider here to help focus you. I'm growing your mobile app and putting you on the map. So when people pull out their phone, it's the first thing they want to tell. So crack yourself a bit and give a listen here because the best podcast in mobile just landed in your ear. All right, welcome in to another episode of Somewhat Mobile. It's an original series from Aptopia where we talk shop with the best in the game, some of the brightest people in marketing, product, and more in order to add transparency to the mobile app ecosystem. I'm Adam Blacker, joined uh, by my co-host Madeline Lenahan, and together we're responsible for all the content and data made publicly available from Aptopia. With us today is Jonas Tiemann, co-CEO and founder of AppLike Group and managing director at Agio, a mobile app advertising network. Jonas, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, for the listeners, could you give us a brief overview of the three subsidiaries within AppLike Group and how the company first came to be? Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to be here uh, with you today. Um, sure. So the AppLike Group has three subsidiaries. Um, our first company, uh, um, has been uh, Just Dice. Uh, Just Dice um, is the market leader in mobile app discovery in Android. We run different app discovery apps that reward uh, mobile gamers for playing uh, mobile games. We kind of invented the idea to reward users not for watching videos or installing games, but for spending time in games. That was is kind of what Just Dice is doing. Then we have our in-house ad network, that's Adjo, um, also the company I'm managing director of. Um, Agile brings this ad unit of rewarding playtime to third-party publishers, meaning if you have a game or an app that has an in-app currency, you can integrate Agile um, and allow users to be rewarded for uh, playing games. Uh, and thirdly, uh, Sunday is our own uh, gaming unit with a focus on hyper-casual games using the monetization stack we've built at Agile, but also um, some uh, in-house marketing automation uh, technologies we've built in the group. And I would say uh, these three together, we are coming from a very rewarded, heavy uh, app discovery kind of business and more developing into a, an entertainment and ad tech company. Um, Agile right now is focusing on rewarded ad units, but more to come there. And I would say you could consider our strategy a bit similar to what App Lovin and Iron Souls are doing, and and how did the uh, how did you get started? How did this company come to be? Yeah, um, we were not from the app market. I didn't know what uh, CPI is, or I didn't know what a mobile game is, but no clue about the mechanics behind it, right? Um, but it was more like coming from this loyalty aspect. Uh, um, I had a friend working in uh, customer loyalty or cashback for uh, e-commerce companies um, and kind of figured out how much data you can collect by uh, rewarding users that you can then use in, a, uh, in an ethical, uh, so anonymous fashion um, to make users more targetable for advertisers. And I th uh, the basic idea when we started was uh, bringing this power of loyalty programs to the app in the mobile gaming world. That's how we started with Just Dice. But uh, very soon we figured out we're actually not in an app business, that we run one loyalty program for gamers. But Just Dice, uh, to this date, runs around 20 different loyalty programs for gamers, uh, 20 different games. And out of that, that uh, a whole ad tech ecosystem developed with Agile as an ad network and our own gaming co company Sunday. So I, I actually didn't, I wasn't planning on asking you this, but you, you piqued my interest. Um, for you said you know mo yeah a lot of publishers uh, they'll reward or advertisers they'll reward the uh, the user for watching a video an advertisement while the, in the middle of playing a game or at the end of a level or whatever it is you said you're rewarding through Just Dice uh, players for just playing in the game so how does that work is it like a certain amount of time spent in the game equals a certain amount of in-game currency or am I understanding it incorrectly yeah. 
Correctly. So what we are doing at Just Dice in our own in-house apps, but also giving as an SDK to third parties that we call the ad unit playtime rewards users for time spent. Um, in Android apps uh, that work through our SDK, which we are able to track the time spent from the user's device. And in that way, have a very accurate picture of uh, the time spent in the apps on the device. Um, and uh, really give it in, uh, in certain sentiments that we tell the user, now for the first minutes you get some coins, play it, another five minutes you get some coins, play it, another ten. Um, if you first look at it, that if you implement this ad unit into your own game or app, you might feel, hey, I'm losing my user because right. I'm rewarding my user to go to another game. Uh, the funny part is actually the opposite is true um, because the user sees every some minutes, ah, cool, I collected five more, whatever, gold for my, uh, for my favorite game I'm coming from. Uh, the user is actually re-engaged in a very continuous fashion to the publisher's game. Uh, and that has been proven to be a quite powerful element considering that all users globally play more than one game anyway, but you make kind of your own game uh, a destination to uh, discover uh, other games, but then connect or marry the advertiser's game to your own by rewarding the game at uh, the user uh, and your currency for playing that game. Super interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that, so thank you. Um, cool. So you, you, you talked a little bit about um, the, the trinity of uh, Just Dice and, uh, and, and Sunday and Adjo. Do you think that publishers or advertising networks not in a similar relationship are at a disadvantage? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, I just shared a thought uh, about the app level numbers and IPO on LinkedIn. Um, where in the, app, uh, in the IPO numbers from Apple, you basically see half of their 1.5 billion revenue is already coming from inner purchases, so from free-to-play games. And out of the other 750 million, 70% of the ad revenue is coming from own uh, operated apps. So um, a big, big, uh, big, big, big chunk of the whole app loving business is coming from self-built apps and not what most people think coming from an SDK or an ad network, uh, which is out there. And um, I would say um, as an uh, ad network, it becomes more and more important to have your own supply because uh, in the end, people just start to sell their own, uh, own supply in a very tech-savvy way. On the other hand, as a gaming company, if you make yourself dependent on these attack players, on these big attack players, uh, you might end up being too dependent because they build products which might be tomorrow competition to your own, right? We are not so much into that space because we don't build free-to-play games uh, right now, but just ad-based uh, games. So for us, still, the advertisers kind of are not too worried and just buy from us because we don't build competi uh, competition products to their own. Um, but uh, it can become an issue in the next three to five years. So I would really advise the big free-to-play gaming studios, studios that they either need to build their own ad tech stack to operate their games, but also to buy and sell ads, or they need to buy companies to be on eye level uh, with the big uh, ad network players in five years. Yeah. So let's focus on advertising specifically. I feel like ads and advertising in general have sort of gotten a bad rap, at least in the past. But now there seems to be this like general shift we're seeing from consumers where people actually like ads. Um, so can you speak to that shift and, and how it's played out in your in your role? So definitely. I mean, the whole push to rewarded ad units, uh, these are often ad units, right? No user needs to watch a rewarded video or play a game uh, for getting rewards, but that's a free user decision. I mean, that helped a lot with acceptance on the user side uh, for ads. And at the same time, I think that uh, the whole trend around uh, hyper-casual games of the fast, uh, past five years 
uh, and we are also going into that with uh, uh, with the gaming unit Sunday. Um, if this product is so entertaining and really kills your boredom for like some minutes a day, um, it's okay for you to watch some ads uh, in the middle in between. So I think as the entertainment value of games increased really a lot the last years, and there are also ad units that give users advantages in terms of uh, small rewards in the games, this really drove up acceptance of uh, in-app mobile ads. Plus, uh, I mean, and this is now there to be seen, um, mobile ads have been heavily targeted by Google and Facebook, but also like players like us that have an opt-in and are allowed uh, to target users based on user profiles. Um, now on Apple, um, as this is kind of killed with iOS 14, it needs to be seen if users really like uh, data privacy more, uh, but in the end, they just see non-targeted ads which are not relevant for them and make for example, playing any hyper-casual game, a very non-cool experience because your bump was ads, which are annoying. Um, so let's see. Right. right. So it'll be key to make super engaging games going forward and likely games with probably mass appeal. And, and that way, the app... Exactly. Either super engaging entertainment games or uh, a game where you have a strong currency, like some kind of uh, value that users are willing to pay for and then having a, a, a second option to get this currency by engaging with ads. I think these are the two options. There's no way around this. Yeah. So um, if this is, by the way, outside your ballpark, feel free to to pass or just say you don't know, but um, it, it, you know, if, if, if users are, are more accustomed to ads, especially if they're relevant to them, obviously, there are some games, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like the hardcore games, right? Like Clash Royale, Clash Clans, you know, a lot of the Supercell games, quite frankly, that yeah. their position is don't take the user out of the game at all, um, keep them in the game. Do you at all see in the future a uh, possibility for a publisher like that to engage with ads or do you think they will, that's just their model and they'll stay away from it? I think in certain apps from them, uh, they even have some rewarded video placements. Uh, it's quite, to be honest, I checked like four or five years ago, it's really long. Uh, but I think in Heyday from Supercell, which is not their core game, uh, right. of course, the farm building game, there were like some, I think they do some heavy segmentation and just for the 10% of users where they're really sure uh, they will not mon monetize, even show some ads to the users. And I even had uh, a call with Machine Zone before AppLovin uh, acquired them who were interested in uh, checking out ad monetization for them as a growth path for to reach the next 10 or 20% of revenue growth. So I think they are open to it, but they need to be much, much smarter in the segmentation of the user uh, to not uh, to not destroy their very well-working in the purchase mechanics. Awesome. Um, okay. And then in terms of your own company, AppLight Group, are you on the lookout for potential acquisitions or would you prefer to build your needs as they arise in-house? Yeah. So I think the AppLight Group is a bit of a special case. Uh, I think there's not really a company in the ad tech or gaming market, uh, market like so long. We're like now around six years old. Uh, who didn't sell or didn't acquire, uh, that didn't sell or didn't acquire a company. And uh, the a big power part of the Apple Group is that we are very strong in organic uh, innovation. We started with our small gaming loyalty program, then now build one of the fastest growing players uh, in the ad network space, just the AppsFly Index that was out today. We are number four in terms of uh, upcoming ad networks uh, out there. And then uh, building a hyper-casual unit and always uh, using the assets uh, which are already there in terms of knowledge and technology in the group. And that's a really, it's very capital efficient. Uh, if you can build something organically, it's much cheaper than buying a company. 
On the other hand, um, there are certain things uh, that you could consider uh, just in, in order to gain speed. Um, but just to give you another example, maybe, I think we're quite excited, excited actually about organic innovation because, uh, for example, we never used a third-party MMP really, but built our own in-house MMP, Just Track, uh, to do uh, media buying for uh, Just Dyson Sunday. Um, and also there, we built that in-house, and this gives us really a competitive edge. So I would say maybe at some point we buy some companies um, uh, for a supply view. This might be gaming companies or comp companies that are very attractive app supply, ad supply that uh, Edge can leverage, um, or we might buy some technology providers that can bring us to the next level. But so far, um, we almost founded a new company every year and did new projects uh, that work, this incubation approach worked really well so far. Yeah. Nice. So awesome. no matter what, it sounds like there's a lot ahead for app-like groups. So we'll be watching closely. I know. We hope so. And Aptopia has the data to watch closely. <laughs> exactly. Right. Thank you. He said it, not us. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're friends, now that we've gotten to know you a little, we want to get to know you more. So Absolutely. word on the street is that your favorite type of dog breed is a schnauzer. Yeah, I have a schnauzer, I have to admit. <laughs> Just one? Uh, yeah, one. Uh, maybe it's a bit of a terrier in it, but mainly schnauzer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I've also heard, according to your LinkedIn, actually, you're a fan of classical piano. So do you feel like schnauzer and piano is just like the perfect combo? It's a very fancy dog. Like you could see it playing the piano. It's very regal. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he loves to listen when I start playing Chopin or something. He sits next to me and latest after 10 seconds, he barks uh, to support me. Unfortunately, it doesn't fit too well to Chopin. So then I change to Rachmaninoff and then we have a good fit. Oh, perfect <laughs> harmony. I love that. Yeah. I, I didn't understand like parts of that, but, uh, but, the, but the dog's <laughs> into the music. Uh, and, and so you play, you play classical piano. You play uh, these, these famous composers, their work. Yeah, uh, for 25 years, I mean, that was my passion. Originally, I wanted to study classical piano, but uh, needed to admit, like, just sitting in a room for six to eight hours uh, is a bit boring. I'm a very social person. I get energy out of people. So what it means to be a piano player was not meant for me, but uh, having it as my uh, as my side passion, actually, here in the office, we have a piano now, um, uh, means quite a lot to me and makes my life happier, I would say. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, and then, oh, you got something, Madeline? No, I just said that's awesome. A side uh, passion, I love it. And then your your third, and again, we we are just uh, we are just skimming off your living off your LinkedIn here. Uh, said you're you're into mountaineering. So what uh, what what's the coolest thing you've done in terms of? I'm assuming this just means like mountain climbing. Um, how often do you get to go out and do that? And um, anything you care to share in that realm? Yeah, I think it's more like once a year. I started some years ago that once a year I go alone without other people and do my, I think, backpacking or hiking trip. Some climbing is involved, but it's not like heavy going, uh, like climbing alone on the Kilimanjaro. But I really love to go to the Alps. Uh, I think what was amazing is uh, I hiked around the Mont Blanc, which is around uh, 200 kilometers in, wow. uh, in around eight days, just with a tent and slept in the tent every night alone in, in the dark forest. And for me, it's not so much about... Uh, going to the edge, maybe in the company, we're really testing out new things. We are in a very competitive market, invented some new things, and that's really about competition, number crunching, and 
uh, being on the edge all the time. Hiking is a very exhausting, but for me, that's more med meditation. That you, if you walk for a day for 30 kilometers, you just fall into your tent in the dark and fall to sleep. You really get to know yourself better uh, if you're just alone all day. Uh, that's more the reason why I'm doing it. Not so much the sporty aspect, even though it's quite exhausting. Yeah. So... You do it alone? What you you don't get like like what if something ha like how what is your out? What is your way out if something like bad happens? Yeah, I mean, I have my phone with me, but once I was in Sweden uh, and there was no phone connection connection for f uh, five to six days, so my co-founder absolutely hated that that he couldn't call me in emergency cases. Uh, and yeah, I mean, on most hiking trails, there are some other people. So if you hurt yourself, which happened once, uh, someone finds you. Uh, and then can organize some help. And um, yeah, I mean, we are young. Um, I think the risk to injure yourself badly in a car is much higher than on a hiking trail. Sure. <laughs> if you don't do stupid things. <laughs> wow, True. amazing. Adam, if you don't hear from me via email for like five days, I'm mountaineering, okay? I'm yeah. out on the mountain meditating. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to explain that to our superiors. Yeah. Thank you. I can send you a picture how meditation looks like. Then you will think, oh, no, that looks so exhausting. I will not do it. <laughs> do, yeah, please, please do. Um, awesome. That is uh, that, that I think that's all we got for you today. Is there uh, anything we, we didn't hit on that you want to plug or anything like that? No, I think uh, the industry we are in, I think we all agree right now, even COVID times, it's very fun to be in. I think we are one of the industries that can connect really well, even on video calls, still have fun, even though the conferences we love so much is not happening there anymore. And uh, I wish everyone the best luck uh, being a friend of us, a frenemy or even enemy in the industry. Everyone should, should push forward because if the app market grows, uh, I think the world will be better off eventually. And that's why, why we work every day. Well said. Thank you so much for joining us, Jonas. This is it. What? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich. What? The G key finds the sugar dance. Can't quit. What? Now pop the caucus in the